0: you Welcome to the 128 Podcast. I am your host, Tommy West. Today on the show, a guy who loves coffee. I cannot express that enough. In fact, if you didn't know that he actually produces music uh, based on all of the things we talk about today, you would think that he is just like the owner of Starbucks. So we'll talk about all that stuff. Plus, we will talk about music. And this guy is very busy in the studio. He is awesome to talk to. A lot of fun. If you are a coffee lover, you're going to love this. This is Mac J.
1: Where are you right now? I'm in my house in uh, in Vegas, sitting in a uh, green bubble chair. It's kind Jeez. of like a green screen, but not really. Yeah,
0: but what, wait, how high are the ceilings in there? Jesus Christ!
1: Oh, I know, they're fucking high. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> what is? By the way, I, I mean, Vegas is one of those. Is that is that place like I, I I dude? Everyone from everyone was telling me to try to and and. Almost convinced me I shouldn't say it's not like I decided not to um i just i'm I'm a new Yorker i've been here for God knows how long and i and i can't get it out of my system, but like everyone loves Vegas and like the market there and the and, the, and living there
1: yeah it is um so I moved here from california mm-hmm. um last to twenty nineteen september yeah. so I, i'm I'm a transplant i'm new um I moved to like this HOA gated community type of area. Um, it is it's my son cliche, but this is by probably one of the happiest, kind of more low-key moments of my life. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it's I have never had a routine, especially touring for the last 10 years. It's been really difficult for me to to kind of like tone it down a little bit in my busy kind of DJ career and yeah. being gone two or three times a week and never really having a routine so coming to vegas and you know unfortunately covid has been the demise of almost everybody yeah. but it's growing from it and definitely living in vegas and living in this area is it's been it's been awesome and of course the tax benefits are great it does get pretty hot in the summer not yeah. going to lie yeah. it was kind of, it kind of hit me in the face like a wet waffle but yeah. it's uh it, it's if if that is the only issue about where i live hey man first of all problems
0: yeah man. Well, it's funny too. Uh, I see. I, I always, I always knew the summers, right? Coming out there for like EDC Vegas, I yeah. always knew Vegas in the summer, burning hot. Like it's going to be one hundred and five in the middle of the night. And then um, I went out there for CES a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know any better. I'm just like, it's the desert, and so like I just packed short sleeves, like I'm wearing now, and and came out there, and they're like, oh no no, like it. It does get colder here. It's not it, you're in the desert, but it's <laughs> desert cold. And I was not prepared, and I I didn't know. So, but is how is it this? Because
1: the weather oh, everywhere it's is cold. Springs. It's cold, Tommy. Yeah, it is, it is cold. <laughs> I mean, I'm currently looking at snow on top of these mountains over here. It is, um, is. I'm sitting in here with a paddyony, yeah. and I look like I look like Marv from Home Alone right now. Dude. So it's it gets cold. I mean, yeah. the weather's the weather is bad for about combined with crazy hot summers. About five months of the year yeah. it's bad but most of the other time it's really nice it's pleasant but it's yeah. also very windy here so flying in and out you know you get the hit with the occasional uh burst of uh we call them haboobs which they're like big dust storms oh yeah um, yeah it's it's wild it's kind of it's arizona it's arizona yeah. weather you know there's no bodies of water around besides like hoover dam and lake mead but I like it here, man. I'm. I used to play golf in in college, so I play golf a lot now, and I live right near a golf course. It's it's nice being 30 years old, dude, and yeah, being able to do these things and keep my mind at ease until touring starts to get back to normal and you know producing a lot of music. But it's it's very much the retired life here. Yeah. So I'm seeing an influx of so many of my friends from living this crazy nonstop hustle rat race lifestyle in L.A. San Francisco, New York, Miami, and they're all moving either to Texas, Austin, or Vegas taxes, man. Taxes are brutal right now. It's crazy.
0: I've heard so many people move to Austin. I've heard Mm. so many people like, and it was just before the pandemic that, um, a handful of people I know were moving out to Vegas or like looking at houses out there. And I feel like if you got in just before everything kind of went into lockdown, it's, it's crazy. But it's, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, it's hot and all that, but like, it's a, it's a nice place to be. I mean, comparatively, I look at it.
1: Yeah, I look at it this way, man. First of all, problems if it's hot. Like, come yeah. on, there's other horrible yeah. places to live. But <laughs> is it worth the money to move out here? Of course. If you're spending, you know, I was I'm fortunate enough to have been able to have worked as hard as I have been and been able to buy my own house. But I'm literally spending as much money on my mortgage as I would be paying for state taxes in California. It's a no brainer. It's literally no. brainer That's crazy it's nuts, bro. It's yeah. absolutely like my mortgage actually was outweighed by the California state tax. Like it's, that's insane. It's, it's mental, man. And especially if you're like, you know, I have a couple other businesses that I run, you know, like a couple of retail places and, you know, I do, uh, some restaurant stuff and it's the rent is so much cheaper. And I feel like it, it really also, you see the energy of the people when they're, when they're not having to spend, you know, $6,000 a month, on rent. yeah, You know what I mean? You could see it they They're more, a, they're able to go out and have a nice dinner and not have to be worried about strap for cash because it's $50 a park down the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. It's, I, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to have made the move when I did. And you know, you can't, I wasn't a genie in a bottle. I didn't know there's a <laughs> pandemic coming, but I luck, dude, I got yeah. lucky.
0: Wait, wait, Straight I, I want to know about this. Cause like this, this, now this peels back to so many other layers.
1: You, you own some restaurants? So yeah, my parents have always been in restaurants when I was a kid. And yeah. um, I've always been obsessed with cooking and definitely been traveling a lot to figure out like what I don't like and what I like. And, yeah. Um, did, I have opened up a coffee shop and that's been really fun. Um, it's just been something to keep my mind at ease because yes. as you know, you want I micro-obsessed with a lot of stuff and a lot of producers can hopefully relate with this. But when you produce music 24 hours a day and you make music, make music, make music, and then you go tour and you go play that music. It gets really routined after a while, yeah. and you start losing that like almost aha moment that you're supposed to be getting when yeah. you have these. Oh wow, that feeling that I get when I do these things, yeah. and being able to you know venture out and do other things and do a lot of pro bono stuff and helping other people. It's it's that feeling that I've missed, and COVID's definitely made me realize, hey, good gets good in the world, and I, I'm a firm believer on karma and it's been fun, man. It's been really fun doing these things with my friends and, you know, yeah. Kind of keep them, keep him busy, keep him busy.
0: Yeah. What's crazy about that too is, and I've talked about this a handful of times, but like one of the things I always lean back to is uh, the guys from South Park, like Matt, Matt, I think it's Matt Stone. Or Trey, I think it's Trey Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to be so creative. I, I watched this whole documentary where like he had to be so creative all the time. And so he just like, you know, go back to his office and just like follow instructions and build like little Lego sets because there's that balance between like having to be forced to be creative. And then like, just, I want to just turn it off and just follow instructions and follow a pattern. You need that balance.
1: You know, it's it's really funny, man. Yeah. (laughs) Is that your, is that your getaway from like. Same shit, different day, my friend. Damn, dude. It's That's crazy. crazy. It, it, Legos are one thing, but it's just keeping your mind at ease in these like yeah. kind of bizarre because most people that kind of have this creative mindset where it's, you have to be in that mindset for an hour or two hours a day and then stuff starts to click. Yeah. But it, to tap into that has been the most difficult. It's the writer's block. It's the, you know, you, you go outside and, you know, step on dog shit. It's going to ruin your day. Yeah. So, you know, doing small little crafts and keeping your mind working and not being stuck on your phone and on social media has been, it's, str- it's a struggle, you yeah. know, it's, it's definitely, uh, there's so many different, uh, you, I could sit in my house all day and watch TV all day, you yeah. know, but it's choosing not to do it is the key and being able to keep your mind working has been the struggle for, I feel like a lot of artists these days because it's hard, especially if artists only make club music, man. Yeah. You know, if you're only making club music and guess what that club music, is going to now there's yeah. no clubs that are open. Yeah, that is. is depressing. Yeah. You know? So for God, so for guys like me, I've had to switch my brain into more of like a opened mindset into doing other things yeah. for sure.
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing when you're, when you're in the studio producing, I've talked to like, I think I was talking to origin not that long ago and talking about mm-hmm. like his process and, um and how he'll like, you, you go out on stage and you go to, uh, you, you know, you do a show and you, throw a new track on that you've been working on and just kind of see how the crowd reacts to it and play with it. And that was a part of his process. He's like, well, now I don't have that. Like, so now like his, his entire process is completely different. Did you have that kind of same thing where like you included that in your. (sighs) For
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, these live sets and I've done some shows, you know, I got a couple of shows coming up, you know, thank God it's been it's been a struggle, but yeah. you know, I have some shows in the States coming up and I was supposed to be in Asia a couple of weeks ago, but the visa issue, there's a visa issues and whole humbo jumbo stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to look at a picture and be like, wow, I used to play in, th- in front of 30,000 people at Tomorrowland Yeah. to now I'm sitting at my house where a TikTok star is, is, you know, it has the more of notoriety compared to, you know, like a Swedish house mafia. You're yeah. kind of sitting there going, what? it's all relevancy at this point you know I've had to explain it's almost like I'm an old man sitting on my deathbed and telling these stories as a kid but they've happened three years ago like oh yeah you know everyone's like oh so what are you doing I'm like oh you know I'm just waiting for the tour oh so like you're a touring DJ I'm like yeah you know I've done some stuff and they're like oh like you know do do you play like in in California and stuff I'm like oh yeah (laughs) you know like it's it's been funny, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where people really, uh, you need inspiration in weird places, yeah. but once you find it, you can find it. But as for guys like me and you know, other guys that went from zero from a hundred to zero, yeah, it's hard to kind of, um, take that next step and get motivated when you're looking at a photo that you, Oh yeah, I played ultra in front of, you know, yeah. X amount of people. And I was touring 200 days of the year to zero. And you're like, yeah. why would I even do this anymore when there's nothing going on? It's hard. Yeah really hard
0: yeah and has the vibe in vegas in general just because like that's that's the town ta- like i mean and all right feel free to disgroup me but like when i'd go to miami versus like there's miami and there's vegas and there's the mm. two like edm house ta- dance towns that i'd kind of put out there in, in the states at least and uh and vegas over the last couple of years especially i felt like i just become like this like you know place to rise to and the place that everyone wanted their own residencies. And, and, and now with everything, like everything just kind of shut down, it's, it's, it's shut everyone out. And so like, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen anything out of Vegas. I'm kind of curious what it's like there. Is it, is it as depressing in person or is it like, they're like a silver lining that we're not seeing? I mean,
1: it, it was, it was depressing at one point when COVID was at its peak, you know, Vegas, the casinos were shut down. I have a lot of friends that work at these casinos and you know, from people that are dealers to like, my neighbor was one of the main pit bosses at MGM and, you know, seeing him go outside and get in a newspaper every morning and holding his cat. I'm like, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Like, you're going crazy right yeah. now. You know, he's like, I haven't worked in 40 years. Like yeah. literally I've not, not had a day off in 40 years. So it was kind of funny. It wasn't funny. It was kind of, it was depressing by the same time. It was weird to see hit what the other side of the business, the guys that actually make Vegas work, Yeah, you know, it, dude, like the Tiestos, the Zeds, the Snakes, the David Geddes, they're fucking, they're fine. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna come back, get their residencies again. They'll always be relevant. Yeah, but for you know the open format guys to like the D level artists, yeah, you know, try, it's 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 difficult. You know, it's it's one of those things where Vegas was a a staple. Like you have a Vegas residency, it's another really cool thing on the resume, and a lot of clubs go. Oh, Mac J resident at the wind, you know, or, you know, he was, he, you get to play on like Tuesday nights in the summer, which is unheard of, you know, Monday and Tuesday nights. And when it shut down, then people kind of knew that the world was just like in a weird spot, you know, all clubs, like the clubs haven't opened up. Nothing's opened up. I mean, restaurants, you have to make a reservation, you know, you, they have tables inside. It's not outdoor seating. You know, there's, there's some limitations, but there's no clubs there. There hasn't been a capacity rule yet. Um, but hopefully in the next couple months, uh, the mayor or the, sorry, the governor, yeah. Sisolak, has put out like maybe April would be the time that these clubs start opening back up and yeah. Vegas starts to get back to normal because it's, it's really scary because most of the people that live in Vegas and especially in the kind of the residential areas, they all work at these casinos. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like New York, right? Yeah, you, know, exactly. you don't you don't imagine half the people that you live next to. Right, those people make a living doing the stuff that keeps the city alive. You yeah, know? so
0: and that's the thing too. Like, like here in New York, I mean, obviously we have tourism, and and there is a segment of that industry. But like Vegas, if you if you work in Vegas, that is part of that industry. It's all like it's it's as if New it's York everything. City was condensed down, and everyone's just flying in because of everyone coming into into Vegas to just visit or gamble or hit a hit see clubs or shows or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and it just goes from, yeah you know, like a hundred to zero, like you were saying.
1: And it's, it's wild, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember a couple of my friends worked for, um, they were performers for a show called the O at the Bellagio. And it's like, it's owned by, it's a Cirque Soleil project. Yeah. And they were gymnastics and I hit them up. I'm like, where are you guys at? They're like, Oh, we moved back home. No one is going back, they're yeah, back to check the back to the Czech Republic, Jeez. and I'm like, So, are you guys coming back? Nope, yeah, <laughs> like just like that, yeah, and it was w- really crazy. And you know, then I had to really rethink, like, Where am I going to be at in four or five months? Yeah, and then that four or five months was, you know, seven months ago, yeah, yeah, and now it's been a full year, and you know, there's kind of the clouds are separating a little bit, and people are, you know, like I said, I've had some shows here or there i was in um miami last uh two weeks a week and a half ago i played at sls i played in fort yeah. lauderdale i have a show in north carolina coming up so there are shows that are randomly popping up in different states for yeah. sure but the main mega clubs shot in the dark no one yeah. no one has any idea you know
0: that's 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 crazy uh, and, and what about you were saying because it's 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 still in an industry that's impacted but you were saying you want a coffee shop like mm. how how's your coffee shop doing how's your how's your
1: Yeah, no it's it's good you know like luckily I've uh teamed up with a few people that have lived here and they have that kind of you know presence already in Vegas and it's weird man like I have some friends that have capitalized on covid like yeah. they used to be their Amazon warehouse owners and yeah. or they used to own furniture stores or landscape or general contractors. And most of those people with, with traits and they, they have, you know, hustled and grinded for 20 years and somehow their industry is now popping, you know, you just gotta, gotta go with it. You know, you gotta just capitalize on it. And retail has been very, very difficult in a lot of ways, but online sales have been incredible. Um, but the coffee shop has been good. You know, we're able to open up, we're able to have people in, you know, we have, people that go to UNLV always at the uh, the college they go in and yeah. you know, it's a very lenient spot. It's, it's nice. You know, it's not a forever thing, but at the same time, it's like I said, this goes back to the first thing we were talking about of just keeping my mind occupied and doing yeah. different things and being able to do them, which is nice. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. What, what you were, you were showing me the Legos uh, a little while ago. Like, is that your
1: go-to? Do you have any other hobbies you're uh man? Thinking- I'm a, I'm a weird dude. I love uh I'm like a micro obsessor. So like I got really into coffee and that's why I opened up the spot. You know, I was like learning how to roast beans and like traveling to South America and like learning the gases of different beans from different parts of South America. Like it got serious at one point.
0: Did you um, wait, do you do like that, that I, the legitimate coffee tasting where like you slurp yeah, it yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's like going and tasting really nice wine, but you would yeah. do that to, to check the gases of the, of the different espresso beans. But yeah, you would do that. You know, it's, it's like anything you want to get to that 10,000 hour, uh, the 10,000 hour rule in mm-hmm. any job. And that's when you're considered a professional, Yeah, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, what else have I really been into in the last year? I got really into skydiving. That was kind of really? wild. Yeah, man. It's really accessible out here. I got my skydiving license when I was living in San Diego. And then when I moved out here, one of my really good friends, shout out Matt Jaskell. He owns this company called Go Jump Las Vegas, and he was like, "Dude, just come out, you know, like yeah. make a couple songs for make a couple songs for the <laughs> the flight school." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, trade!" Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> traded him some beats and was able to jump out of a few planes, man.
0: Wait, wait. So I I have a friend of mine who's into it too, and so you have to start off and you're like strapped to like an instructor, right? And that's yeah. Early so you on. do ta-
1: you do tandem starts, and then okay. one day if you want to decide, you do a, like a quick school, and you and you qualify a couple of times, I was, my, my family's always been in the aviation. Yeah. So I've always kind of been able to grab on the, grab on to like the random stuff, like wind directions, you know, where I'm at in the sky, if I ever get disoriented, you know, weird shit like that. Yeah, it was easy for me to pass a test, but you can literally jump two or three times and then be like, "All right, you ready to jump by yourself?" Here really? I thought it was like yeah, I thought yeah. it was
0: more advanced than that. It was always like explained to me like you're strapped to a guy, and then and then eventually you have to like graduate to that. But I didn't realize that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. As long as you feel quick, good, you, yeah,
1: you can make it as quick as you want. To, oh, I didn't you know, know that. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's like hey, fifty fifty, you live or die, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> wait, so wait, uh, wait I, you mentioned
0: one thing in there. How we? How do you know? How do you reorient yourself if you? Like, don't know what's up. Like jumping out of a
1: plane? Yeah. (sighs) Haven't gotten to that point yet. But like, (laughs) you know, I'm always looking up in the clouds. Like if you fly up and it's the weather, it's, it's, there's two different, there's two, two different licenses when you, when you qualify to get your pilot's license. There's VFR, which is visual flight rating when you're able to see what you're going into and then IFR, which is instrument flight rating. And then you're able to fly into a clouds and we're just solely rely on your instruments. Right. Yeah. You can't do that when you're skydiving. You got to be always visual. You always got to be visual. But, you know, it's not unsafe because the pilot or people that you jump with usually are like, you got eight people telling you, nah, I don't really think that's a good idea. Yeah, (laughs) There's not really a lot of deaths in skydiving, which is kind of, you would think the opposite. But it's very safe because it's very technical and it's I mean, you're going through these procedures. It's like taking off in a plane. It's like this yeah. checklist you have to go through because it's you're risking your life doing it. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, have you actually? Do you fly planes too? Do you have your pilot's license?
1: Yeah, I got my pilot's license. Got my pilot's license when I was 18. I don't have my IFR anymore. I don't have ex- a- access to a plane. It's very expensive. It's, yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of a cool person hobby. I'm not really yeah. into you know. <laughs> so. I- I'd rather I'd rather sit here and taste espresso beans and make le- make Legos, man. Well,
0: it it it, feel, it makes me feel a little bit better hearing it from you because I, you know, I, like I'll watch like a bunch of these guys on YouTube who have like their own planes. There's this one guy, uh, Nico Wings, who like flies all over in like okay. his little plane, um, and and I'm like, I think maybe I could do it, right? I, I understand like the VFI, IFR, sure. all that stuff. The only thing that scares me is like I'm I I don't know how they pay attention. Like I'll listen to like air traffic control feeds and stuff, and I'm like, I don't like if I'm just flying a plane and trying to pay attention. I don't know if they're they're gonna mention mention something to me. And do I have the brain capacity to remember what they said and repeat it back and then execute that and all those other things? It scares the hell they out do. of me.
1: I mean that. I mean yeah, of course. When you're listening to you know JFK ATC, you're yeah. like, how are these people <laughs> keeping up? And then you hear the Chinese pilot like, yeah. okay, turn left <laughs> on Google, You know, yeah. like. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things where you think it's intimidating, but when you start doing it for hours and hours, that's why I don't have my IFR anymore. You know, like you gotta have, you gotta put some time into it and it's not a hobby. You gotta, you're not going to get into a plane and go, all right, closing my eyes, hopefully (laughs) hopefully works out for the best, (laughs) you know? So do it more incapable of doing it. And the best thing about, you know, aviation nowadays, it's, There's so many good, like Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like that's how I was able to get my license, like literally reduced half the time because I was always being able to play Microsoft Flight Simulator and, you know, learn the cockpit of a Cessna, like a 172 is what I trained out of. And so it was super easy. I mean, of course, it's not real world flying, but you are getting familiar with the buttons and where they are. I mean, it's very detailed. So there's a lot of things that you could take that, I don't know about flying on the East coast. I've never done it before, but I know it's always very packed. Yeah. You know, like yeah. traffic is very, there's a lot of ATC going on, but yeah. luckily I flew out of San Diego. I got my, my, my license out of San Diego where, um, I flew with a lot of cool, cool younger guys from their um, station out of Miramar. They're yeah. like F-16 pilots yeah, yeah, and they were trying to make some money on the side. So they would be, um, instructors for, you know, guys like me or, yeah. you know, younger guys that, you know if you fuck up they're not gonna be like all right we gotta land they'll be like you know what we'll
0: just keep going yeah but it's 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 funny too um i watching other people do this like yeah i always hear and and see that like east coast is definitely like just with all the different metro areas a lot more complicated and and busy but like i've my my uh what, what do you want to call it my um just I'll poke around YouTube and watch and like watch all like the, the videos of uh, air traffic control recordings and like things that happen and watching people. <laughs> yeah. like You'll understand like, like busting the Bravo in like into LAX, like when they're trying to land at like a little small airport, that's
1: like just South of it. Uh, yeah, so Santa Monica, so yeah, Santa Monica, that's the, that's the Harrison Ford, <laughs> yeah. Fun yeah. Ass, that dude <laughs> landing in his old ass plane, landing on a taxiway, like, yeah. a, like a dum-dum, you know? But yeah, no, that's, <laughs> That's all about it. See, like flying in LA is, I would never do. I don't know. I'd rather fly into, you know, uh, Van Nuys or Burbank, somewhere that I am not sweating by the time I'm landing and (laughs) getting chased down by like, you know, a 747 or 787 and my little Cessna going, ATT is like, hurry (laughs) the hell up, buddy. What are you doing? You know, so I think, you know, practicality wise, yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a key on life. You know, I I tell my buddies all the time, if you got enough time on your hands, get it, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Like, I got my motorcycle's license. I really want to get my truck driving license for some odd reason. <laughs> I've always had a, I've always had a fond uh, memory of a kid as a kid being in like a, uh, an 18 wheeler and yeah. you know, pulling the, pulling the horn. So I think it'd be cool to get my truck driving license just yeah. if I want to use it sometime, you know,
0: Now that was your chance. Like everyone else will like, you know, rent a U-Haul when you have to move and you can just, you know, pull up in a 18 wheeler.
1: That's what I'm saying, yeah. dude. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> well,
0: practicality. It's, it's funny. Speaking of like, pr- practicality, like on the like last little bit on like the air, like the flying stuff, but like I was always, always almost more surprised that more artists, even though like, yeah, you're, like you're sleep deprived and you look forward to like sleeping on a plane. I was always m- more surprised that I didn't see more like Touring DJs pick up
1: their pilot's license and just fly themselves around. You know what? There's only one other person I've had a conversation with that's a pilot, that's a DJ. It was Elon. Is it Elon Bluestone, the trance guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Elon, Elon. Yeah, him yeah. and I. I saw him. Uh, he he bought a. I don't know if he bought it, but he was flying a Cirrus. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I have a Bonanza. Well, yeah. I was flying in a Bonanza. That was like the my main, my main my main girl. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the doctor killer. Um, but yeah, no, he had a serious. And then we, we got in this conversation a couple yeah. of years ago and it was cool, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that takes a lot of time, yeah. you know? So a lot, I can, I can imagine these touring DJs, you know, the big touring DJs, most of them are, are obsessed with aviation. Like yeah. it's, it's half your life, yeah, you know? So I love it. I love, you know, talking to the pilots and Especially long haul pilots. Yeah. Um. My uncle was a pilot for Cathay Pacific. Okay. For he was he was a seven forty seven pilot for Cathay Pacific, and he would always fly into Anchorage and then station in Anchorage and then fly out Anchorage. Yeah. And go to Asia, and it was always really funny to talk to him. And definitely living out in Vegas too. I've, I'm friends with a, a couple dudes that fly out of uh, Nellis Air Force Base, and they fly yeah. some of the new newer jets, and they've told me some wild ass stories, and <laughs> it's it's cool, man. Like flying. If I wasn't doing what, I, uh, what I've what kind of set out myself to do for music in the last 10 years, being a pilot would definitely be up there with a career path that I yeah. think I would uh, definitely take. But it's, um, it's a cool industry, man. It's yeah. a really cool industry. And you meet a lot of really, really cool people.
0: Yeah. And then Air Force Base is so cool. Like, again, EDC Vegas, like, pulling up. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Nellis. That's and, like, Nellis. you yeah, just yeah. almost did like, see, like, there was a... Uh, See, oh like god. guys like us appreciate that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you're like, oh my god, it's an F14, fucking top gun. Yeah. You know, like that's us. Like my yeah. boy and I. There's another DJ. His name is Kennedy Jones. He's like one yeah. of my best friends. And every year, we try always going out to this place called Star Wars Canyon. And oh, Star I know, Wars, yeah. yeah, Star Wars Canyon's like a looky-loo for a lot of aviation geeks. You know, yeah. av geeks, and we stand out there, and a lot of these newer. It's where they train. A lot of the Nellis Air Force guys or Edwards Air Force, yeah. they train because it's very middle. Uh, it's like training in Afghanistan. Yeah, it's like that same kind of those conditions, and you're flying through. You're flying. Yeah. flying through these mountains, and you're in, you know, F sixteen, F eighteen. You know, it's yeah. badass, dude. It's yeah. really badass.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember um, I was I li- we literally just got onto site at EDC one year and. I was going to the go kart through the tunnel, to come out the other side, and uh, all of a sudden, the they were taking off. They were running a drill or something, but they oh, were that's
1: called that's called Red October, dude. Red October, uh, yeah. But oh, no, no, Red Flag, Red Flag, Red Flag. That's okay, badass man. And that's they're just badass. afterburners, mm,
0: yeah. And it's just and, like they're all lit up, and and at that point, it, like you know, it, the sun's setting over the desert, and all you see are these like two little blue cones of afterburner just oh, yeah. flying through the sky. Uh, badass bro (laughs) that is some shit i
1: go out there i do i'll go out there and sit out there with a cooler eat a tuna sandwich and watch these dudes it's uh i want to say it's red flag yeah it's red flag it's when you know a lot of these other um countries come in and they do training exercises with the u.s yeah so like the italian air force the french air force the the british air force they'll all come with all their planes the german air force (laughs) like it's badass yeah it is so tight really cool um Dude, small, small it's like see this is thing. you're in the plane you're in the planes and you're not in the planes. yeah it, it, it's up. always
0: it's a, it's it's interesting to me and it's also way out of reach to ever like get behind uh get behind the stick but it's super interesting to me and and, and you know it, it's
1: i mean i wouldn't say that man like i know a lot of pilots that start i mean i don't know how old you are but i know yeah. a lot of pilots that started out in their early to late 30s man that yeah. are You know, they, I'm not saying a fighter jet, but regional stuff, (laughs) maybe flying for, maybe flying for Delta or something, you know? (laughs) I mean, well, the the thing, the thing for me
0: is I look at these guys and like, uh, uh, you know, there's like the, like the little plane, like the little Cessnas that you train on, which is essentially like, like an old Jeep, you know, like it's like you pull this thing. Oh, fuck that, an old Honda Civic. The
1: The slowest planes, man. Like, yeah, I think we would top out like at 110 knots. Yeah. And that was like big downwind like (laughs) you got like terrible just yeah
0: but now you see every all the new all like the new planes and that's what i'm like uh you know and, and you have to you have to go through it right you have to you have to learn in the in the old cessna for that's you know been there since the you know the the 70s and uh, But like the newer planes were like, it's, it's like, you know, iPads across the entire console and the thing basically flies itself and it's all computerized. It's, yep. it's a jump, but it's a, uh, I'm like, I want to just get to that part where it like, it does most of the stuff for me, but that's obviously like, you know, you're skipping a few steps. You yeah. Have to but you bases. gotta, you gotta learn on the, all yeah. that. So,
1: because, because, you know, if all out the Cessna has the practicality of, if you are in a pinch, yeah. all the instruments will be working because yeah. They're they've literally been I think majority of them are magnets and steam pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's classic <laughs> yeah. shit. You don't want to rely on a Garmin when it's yeah. a battery. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like driving a new car. Yeah. You always know the 1960 cars will last a lot longer than the 2015.
0: Oh know? yeah. Well, it, it was I was watching a video of some guy and he was like, you know, these guys like put GoPros on every corner of the inside of their of their uh cockpit. Um mm. and was going up with his family his wife's in the in the co-pilot seat and his kids are in the back and as he as he's you know like just making his way on on takeoff he's up in the sky and all of a sudden you can see something's wrong and what you later find out is that the throttle stick for his engine the cable snapped right because it's literally a cable that connects Mm. the little handle to the actual throttle on the engine but in perfect you know cessna safety feature is when it loses tension, it goes full throttle instead of, you know, no throttle it doesn't drop you out of the sky. So now the guy's like in the sky and they're getting his engineer on the, or he's a mechanic on the, on the, um, uh, on the radio. So he can talk it's to him and like
1: Fuel yeah. mixture, man. And that's yeah. how he's able probably, to bring it down. Yeah.
0: And then the guy just had to figure out like, all right, well you have no choice. You just have to, you know, um, land it at full throttle and just kill the throttle. Like when you feel right and just land it and, and, uh, but it was like super inter- interesting to watch something like that, and then you cut to the other guys who have like you know, l- essentially like little Lear jets that are like you know like two like two person cockpits and like it you know yeah. it's it's all completely computerized.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things, man. Like I've I've flown in a single engine uh, a single engine jet, and, or sorry, a single pa- a single pilot Lear like that, and with another co pilot, and you know, it, one engine goes out, you got a split second to make a decision. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot, you know, yeah. especially like you get like a beach craft, a dual prop, turbo prop, like those are always sketchy as yeah. shit. But, you know, it's just always training the right way, having a good instructor. So you remember going through every crazy situation more than once, yeah. especially like doing stall checks, you know, doing procedures that you might never have to be in. But if you are, you're not going to get flustered because that yeah. quick decision, you know, flying, like I said, flying isn't just like a, a weekend hobby. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a once <laughs> or twice a week, yeah. five or six hours a day. Yeah. You know,
0: it's a commitment. Um, commitment, but wait, I, 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 I we're talking a lot about like flying and stuff. I want to know more about the coffee stuff. Cause that's like super interesting to me about like what the you coffee, learned.
1: The, the coffee shits, man. It's, it's, I always tell people this, if you're, if you're into coffee, yeah, save up and buy a really good coffee or an espresso maker because, or like a really good drip system because, yeah you're spending six to eight bucks every single time on like a milk drink when you go out to (laughs) get coffee. And it's like, okay, coffee. But once you start making your own, you're like, wow, okay, this cost me, let's say the bag of beans was $8, 18 bucks. Mm. Milk cost me like $6. It's like 70 cents per coffee. And you can have (laughs) as many as you want a day, Yeah, you know, but it's that extra it's that extra step that you get. Yeah, you could save some money, but man, you can dive deep into coffee. Like yeah, I, I don't really have a lot of vices. Like I don't really drink a lot of alcohol. Like I'll have my occasional beer or some yeah. wine or something. I don't do drugs and coffee is one of those vices that I love. I, I love waking up in the morning. I love my whole my whole get down setup. Yeah, I want to know um, what the setup is. Yeah, could I like flip this camera around? How do I do this? Uh, maybe. Oh, there it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, so I got the grinder. Oh, right. Wow. So it's got the scale to make sure that I have oh, know, equal portion. So I do 20, 20 grams in yeah. of espresso beans and then 40 grams yeah. out. Right. Jeez. And then, uh, yeah, I made a full, full steam. Oh, I man. make some lots latte, latte art, man. It's fun, dude. It's really wait, wait, fun. wait. So what, wait, what machine is that? So this is a rocket. So rocket this is an Italian company. I used to have a, a, i an espresso machine. Like at the coffee shop, we have a La Mazarco. Yeah. yeah, yeah. La Mazarco is like very, very standard, but yeah. my cabinets aren't high enough to put my La Mazarco in. And I was like, either sell my La Mazarco or spend $8,000 on taking the cabinets out. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll get a coffee maker. I don't need to be a Mr. Yeah. Coffee Man. And I got something just as good. It's stainless. I like it, matched yeah. my this And then that's yeah. my, you know, it's fun, man. It's really nice. Yeah. Wait. What's the What's the thing on the right? Is that a a, a tamper? Oh, this is a no. This is a uh, this is a a sparkling water. Oh, sparkling water machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I save in. a lot of save a lot of money on that bad boy too. Damn. You know, it's
0: it's funny. I'm like I drink a lot of water. I'm drinking like in a yeah, bottled Essentia water. Um, and I thought about getting um, uh, they have like this is like the reverse osmosis water, and you oh, can yeah. get that Hell for yeah. your for your system at home. And I was like, maybe I'll just build that into my countertop and, and get that. So I don't have to keep buying bottles. It might day. be
1: expensive. It might, you know, initially be expensive, but if yeah. you are going to the gas station every day or you're buying stuff off of Amazon and you're yeah. like, wow, my monthly expenses for, for water are like 150 bucks. Yeah. It's a no brainer. Like yeah. I just fill this up with tap water and I put it in a sparkling machine. And yeah. It's like gourmet <laughs> sparkling water. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Yeah, wait. So, wait. I want to know something because this is what I, I I never fully understood. So, you were you were measuring, like down to the grams, your 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 the ground coffee after Dude, you grind I'm it. Gonna, I'm just gonna make a coffee. Okay. To <laughs> show you.
1: I have it, it's a like cool little setup. I can yeah. get here too. Tell me if you can see this. Yeah. I'll okay. Go. I see. It. All right. So it's like some POV shit. I gotta yeah. take this out. <laughs> so basically, what I want for my espresso is I want to have. Uh, uh basically i want 20 grams of espresso in you have to have right. a you have to have a scale a scale will be your best friend because you're not wasting a lot of espresso beans right, right. so i know i got to i got to this is a portafilter right so yeah, this yeah. is what the so there's two types of there's a, plenty of different types of portafilters but my portafilter i use i use a bottomless one yeah. because i'm able to see the espresso come out and if it's an equal it's a better pour it tastes better uh, okay. here's a a nozzle. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've seen that. Yeah. So th- these are classic and also these are a lot cleaner when you're yeah. making 50 to a hundred coffees a day at a yeah. coffee shop um, because it comes out of the nozzle. This one, if you don't tamp it right and you don't level it right, mm. it starts spraying everywhere and it's not oh. right. So it's yeah. not really a uh, practical thing when you're doing commercial coffee, but at the house, it's, it's yeah. nice. So wait, wait, um, wait,
0: wait, wait, before you continue, what, cause yep. it's it, on the bottom of it, it looks like a, like a, you know, pasta strainer basically,
1: but basically, like, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a it's a micro strainer, right? So okay. You, you put the coffee in here, and it strains it out. I'll show you. I'll be able to bring the camera around. Yeah. You can see the drip out of it. So I w- so I know that I got to weigh my portafilter. It's five hundred and twenty three grams. Yeah. Level it out. I'm looking for twenty grams of espresso in. Okay. Here. And then when I pour, I want forty grams out. That's with liquid. Wow. Okay. So it's double. Yeah. Okay. Um, most coffee places when they cut budget, they do 18 grams. So 36 grams out 18 Uh grams in 36 grams out. Um, I I like 20, I like the stronger espresso. So, so you're looking at the consistency of the grind. Yeah. You're looking at the tamp. Okay. So exactly 20 grams. So. Yeah, This is what it looks like right now, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to do it like, I'm going to do like a, I like tamping it myself. I like putting it around the basket to make sure that it's all around the the, the, the whole basket. So there's no water that gets through. Yeah. This is called a leveler. This is your best friend. Okay. Because this is going to level the espresso mm-hmm. to a point where you're going to have to tamp it, but it's already flat. Cause most people, the classic way of doing it yes. is leveling it with your fingers and getting it all distri- distributed around the basket. Yeah. But then using the tamp, And sometimes the left side can be. I mean, if it's not perfectly flat, you can taste it. So,
0: okay. So, wait, wait. So, if it's not level in there and you go to tamp it, you go to like push it all down. If it's unleveled,
1: it'll spray out of the left, pour out of the right. So, that's why the bottomless portafilter. Yeah. This is like putting training wheels on coffee. (laughs) When you have a bottomless one, it's like you're going to know when you mess up. Okay. So, that's what it looks like without the leveler. Okay. So, I put the leveler down. Give it a couple spins, and now it's perfectly flat. Oh wow, that is perfect. See? Yeah. So they didn't come out with levelers for maybe like five or six years ago. It's fairly new, but yeah, it's kind of like a, a new hipster thing for speed. Yeah. So a lot of like classic espresso, like you know, espresso teachers, they were like, yeah. I hate levelers yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't give you, it doesn't give you the feel. But screw yeah. that, like I'm over that. So the tamp. I've done hundreds of tamps so I kind of know what the, yeah. the pressure is, but it's usually about fifty pounds of pressure. Uh, put it in the put it in the, the nozzle. Take your cup. Yeah. Weigh the weigh the cup because you're gonna want to see what the, the the weight. Remember 20 grams in, yeah. 40 grams out. So now I'll come down here and I'll show you the pour. Now you well, can, oh, oh,
0: are you controlling you
1: are. the pour manually? Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, it's just a pressure. So it's a water pressure. You see how,
0: Oh wow. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It describes it. It's like a ghostbusters. Like, it's just like, exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So that is a a pour you want. You want all the corners to come in equal in the middle and that's just having good distribution. Yeah. Okay. So 30 seconds. Now I wanted 20 grams in, I want around 40 grams out. I'm now at 31, 31 so it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a shitty pour yeah but
0: <laughs> but wait wait wait. so this is the question this is the question I, I was gonna i was gonna drop there next was what happens if you go under or over the like if you, you, taste, you overshoot you or a undershoot. it's
1: like a, it's like the struggle so i okay. adjust now i know because i just put this bag of beans in yeah i made like a few coffees some of them are good i just maybe have too much pressure on the tamp okay but to alleviate that kind of if I'd put too much pressure or not, I'm going to yeah. just take the grind and going to make it uh, less fine. So it's okay. a faster pour because I went, I always go for 30 seconds. 30 seconds is always, okay. you know, 20 grams in 40 grams out 30 seconds. That's like standard. Gotcha. So I know that it's 31.8, in 30 seconds. So I know if I make the grind a little bit coarser, yeah. it's going to now pour faster because it's coarser.
0: Gotcha. Right. See, yeah. That was, that was my question is like, if you, if you're aiming for 40 grams, Do you just keep pouring if it takes a minute and a half? Like just keep. No, 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 no. You You need to
1: stop at thirty seconds because then you start. Then you start straining the beans, and then you can taste it. When you have like Starbucks is notorious for over burning their beans, meaning that they do too long of pours. Yeah, they never get a they never get a grind. It's always just kind of. uh, It's it's mass produced coffee. That's why they love putting shit in it because (laughs) it just tastes like burnt coffee. I'm a guy that like. I take pride in knowing that my coffee is always going to be like I always buy this one company. Don't, yeah. tell work, don't tell the place I work. Don't the place I work at. But it's literally this company. And it's called Vesta, and I love Ooh. it. It's Great.
0: And I, I, sorry, I saw the Whole Foods logo on it. I mean, I yeah, like-
1: yeah, yeah. They, they, the crazy thing is they were able to partner in with Whole Foods because it's yeah. a local brand. Yeah, they they roast out of Vegas. Oh, they um yeah. So they it's the only Whole Foods in Vegas, but it's. The only reason why I buy it is because you can't go into the store. They don't. They're not yeah. open for the public. It's yeah. a roasting place, so they sell to different distributors. Yeah. So now I'm foaming the milk, which is pouring espresso is one thing, but doing latte art. Yeah. It's it's a it's a pain in the ass, but I I felt like I've done enough that I can figure this out. Wait, is that like oat milk?
0: It looks a little darker. So so, uh, so, okay. so
1: I so I use this stuff. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Lared. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Hamilton came up with this creamer. That's absolutely incredible. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's awesome. It's really good. There's no sugar added. It's um, it's made out of mushrooms. It's really good. It's huh. good for a lot of people that have. I mean, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, so you wouldn't you won't catch me dead <laughs> drinking a coffee with milk or i would be on the toilet for 15 yeah. hours. Um, but I use this stuff. It's a high steam milk. It's the barista blend. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 easier to get higher temperatures. Yeah. Um, is that, what the barista that be- have-
0: is that what Barista Blend has meant that meant this entire time that I haven't known? Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes. I didn't know. It's that. for the weird- It's for the weirdos like me.
0: Yeah. Oh look at the look at the art.
1: Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, man, it's one of those hobbies that you could really Yeah. It's like quezo. I used yes. to live with with Hayden all the time. Yeah. He's like, he's really in the drip coffee. Dennis Koyu, yeah. He got, I got him into doing espresso. <laughs> so it's a, it's a really fun thing because we're producers. We yeah. just loved it. We love to be caffeinated. You know? Yeah. So, so being able to make your own coffee, I mean, that took five minutes of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I enjoy making coffee. I'm not yeah. like, I need a coffee. I need to get in my car and go to a coffee shop and wait 30 minutes and yeah. then drink it. And then, Oh my god! I might be mad because it might taste like shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Wait, but now so. I want—I
0: want your take on some other things. So, what? What's your? What's your take on like Nespresso? Like the like Nespresso is
1: cool for the yeah. pinch and Nespresso. There's no. There's no mess. Yeah, with my espresso machine, there's a mess. Like, yeah, the beans are. I have. I walk around with my. I'm very OCD. I walk around with my Dyson vacuum cleaner, so yeah. I can handle it. But not a lot of people like that mess, especially yeah. when they're in a, a time crunch. Like my manager yeah. has a really nice espresso and yeah. it tastes decent. I mean, I'm not—he's yeah. not a coffee snob. I'm, yeah. I'm a I'm a bougie bitch yeah. when it comes out to coffee. For, <laughs> well, I'm sitting here drinking my sparkling water and my espresso like a dickhead. But no,
0: no, no. Wait, so wait, wait. Here's what the, no, because I, I love I love this. Right? This this is like my favorite. This is why like half this podcast like we don't even talk. Like it's all edm djs and producers and shit like that well, I, I, we don't we're, gonna, we're,
1: gonna, we're gonna we're gonna cut this real close yeah i had a song come out called promises on armada it's out yeah. now. get it on spotify whatever <laughs> i had green light armada cool back to the coffee
0: this is all we talk <laughs> about you don't said half this half my conversations are are have more to do with like food and travel and 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 stuff like and, and everyone's hobbies um this, this is the stuff I care a lot more about than
1: anything else. And I, and I, and yeah, this is what makes it homey. It's homie talk. I don't want to sit here and talk about the music. Okay. Hey, so like, oh, yeah. You know, cool. <laughs> I w- when
0: uh, I won't, I won't mention names, but uh, obviously I, I used to work on Sirius XM and on BPM. And I used to yell at the other DJs who would go on and be like, uh, we'd be at like festivals and they'd be like, hey, so uh, what what are you going to play on stage? And I'm like, who cares? Everyone listening is going to know in three seconds. Stop asking yeah, that yeah, question.
1: Yeah. It's like, hey, man, have you ever shit your pants <laughs> in a hotel room before? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what was the worst? What was the worst time you, thought yeah. you had diarrhea before you hit a plane? <laughs> <laughs> like these are the I've man like Tommy I've been doing this for a, a long yeah. time and I always love getting conversations like this because yeah you know I'm a normal ass guy I yeah. have some weird ass hobbies I like Legos and I produce music like yeah. I, I'm a normal dude like yeah. I, I I'm like everyone else it's not like I'm gonna sit here and be all snobby like let's just talk about the brain yeah. and be like fuck up <laughs> Off, dude. Like, I'm not going to do that shit. I, I, you know, like, fuck that. Let's talk about aliens. You know? Dude, you know, honestly,
0: like, some of my favorite, and this is what, like, was to go way back. Like, this was the the genesis for this podcast in general. Was like, I sat and talked to Bass Nectar for like an hour about his new fascination of like watching football that he had never watched before and getting into that. And I was like, yeah, let's talk about football for like an hour. Like, that's, that's, that's more interesting than, than most things. And like, yeah, obviously, like, we're all into music and, and that's what you do. That's your day job. But like, yeah, I want to, I want to like, this stuff is more fun to me because like to that point, like how passionate you are about like coffee. Like I'm like, that's where like my next question was going to be like, yeah. Okay, cool. So like when you're at a festival or something or like you're, you're somewhere that's not home where you have your cool setup. How do you like, how do you make coffee? That's the closest we we'll get to talk about. Fucking
1: rough. Yeah. <laughs> it is rough. But contrary to yeah. this, I have found some incredible. So my my goal every time I travel,
0: yeah,
1: is I always go to a local coffee shop. I like supporting local businesses. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm part of it. My parents have always done it. Yeah, excuse me. I'm not a guy that will go to a Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. It's like franchisees, go yeah, for it. Yeah, have yeah. fun. I love supporting the local businesses. So when I go into coffee shops, I always buy, even if it's shitty, yeah. even if it's bad, I always buy. Some sort of trinket, if that's coffee beans, yeah, yeah, yeah. if that's a cup, if that's a, a some merchandise, like yeah. every time I go. So when I travel, Australia was the only place that I was not disappointed. Every single stop I had on my tour with coffee, it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, every every coffee shop was so good, and it was like they just do coffee right. Yeah. China, China, and Australia do coffee right. Yeah, you know what. You know, I've gone to Germany. I've I've been all over Europe, and the coffee's okay. But the how coffee is drank over there is Mm -hmm. it's a lot different than the states. It's a lot different than Australia. You got the cappuccinos. You have you know X, Y, and Z, the fancy drinks. But it's more of a um, it's more of like an after an after drink of a meal. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Coffee, coffee in Australia. It's I I would sit at a coffee shop all day. Yeah, just like. The sounds of them making espresso, the steamer, the people talking, like it's a vibe, it's culture, you know? So we've tried to infiltrate that setup in the States. And I really love it, man. I really love coffee is one of those things. It's not just like, I like the taste. I like the process. Like that to to me, was it's fun. (laughs) And I like showing people that. I mean, yeah. of course, if I could go get in a plane right now, I'd be like, "Let's go fly around." No, but it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper to do this shit. You know,
0: it's a lot more of an accessible hobby. It's really funny. You mentioned Australia, though. I had um, an old boss of mine um, was Australian, and yeah. we met up, and I we were I was in San Francisco, and he was like, "Hey, I have a place to take you to." And it, for what it's worth, it it is a chain, but it's an Australian coffee shop chain. Blue Blue Bottle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And 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 the thing is like I had I had coffee from there I was like and I didn't even notice right because there's there's Blue Bottle and and then there's another one that just sounds exactly like Blue Bottle uh uh I, I think name, Blue but. Bottle
1: I, I don't wanna know if Blue Bottle's Australian but they're out of LA but there's a lot of Australian people that go to Blue Bottle so I yeah. might be I might be mistaken here no, but no, Blue no, Bottle yeah. I like Blue Bottle Yeah, I know what the one you're t- I know what the one you're talking about hold on was it this logo you're going to die please yeah. tell me it was this oh fuck i gave the beans to my mom hold on it was it <laughs> It, it was a blue, it was a blue logo, right? It was a blue and white logo and it looked like a, it looked like a, like a nautical sign. It's, they have them a lot uh, in New York. Like they're really, yeah. really good in New blue York. Stone. Couple, blue, blue stone. a Blue stone. Blue stone. Yes. Blue stone lane. Yes. 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 So, so wait, like, wait. So good, the difference good, is. Co- good coffee, dude. Good yeah. coffee. I like that coffee.
0: That's what I was saying. And I was blown away. I was like, whoa. And the thing is I've been to blue bottle, right? And blue bottle. Yes. blue bottle is, is fine, right? Like I, I they're, they're good. It, but the thing about Blue Bottle, because they'll they'll like I went to Blue Bottle once and they're like, yeah, like the difference with these beans is like we lay them out and they they give you an entire backstory to the bean, which okay fine. But Blue Stone, it, it all it all comes down to how it sells when it touches my tongue. Blue Stone Coffee, uh, Blue Stone Lane, which was the Australian one, and they had like a whole wacky menu of of like how they do coffee. avocado
1: they, toast and shit like that. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah.
0: put they put vanilla ice cream in coffee instead of instead of milk as an option, and I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, I, I was blown away by Bluestone coffee, and, and and like I and I heard from my from my my old boss that like he's like yeah in Australia like coffee's very different, and and this was the closest, and I was like oh wait blue blue bottle I know that, and I'm like it's not blue bottle, it's blue stone. They all have to use blue in their name. Two coffee shops, it's very confusing. I,
1: I you know what like I was I used to order a lot of Bluestone when I had a different coffee maker, and it was it was good for what it is. Like yeah. I I would if Bluestone if it was blue bottle, blue stone and they're next to each other. And it was the only options. Of course I'd go to blue stone. You know, it's like, it's one of those coffee places that you know what you're going to get, Yeah. you know? And that's so important for, for people that like coffee. It's expensive. Coffee's fucking expensive. You know, you're spending $8 on a latte. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not cheap for a little tiny eight ounce coffee. You know, it's, I always, I always tell people if you, if you guys start getting obsessed with coffee. Yeah really start to, you know, experiment with your own beans. If you have a coffee maker at the house, yep. I always tell people to do pour over coffee. Pour over coffee is the best way to learn kind of like how different coarseness of the yeah. the, the, the beans are. Um, but order cortados. Cortados are a shot, one shot of espresso and uh, milk foam. So you're not getting... I could fuck up on this really bad. Yeah. Like this, this cappuccino yeah. because I'm putting milk into it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, even if it's burnt, I'm like, Oh, it tastes good because the milk outweighs the flavor yeah. of the coffee. Um, but if you're just doing straight up espresso and that's how I was trained, you know, going yeah. and roasting my beans, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's uh dude, it's a process, man. It's, it's a hobby. I love it. Yeah. I love making It's It's, it's fun when my friends come over and they drink coffee. It's yeah, it's fun, dude. I really, I really emphasize a lot of people. If you're into coffee, save up, buy a really good coffee maker. You won't regret it. It's really fun. Yeah. It's it's awesome to wake up in the morning, turn my coffee maker on and be like, I have something to look forward to. You know what I mean?
0: That's all. And I was going to say too, the one thing I remember that I was taught a long time ago, but I don't know if it still applies. Does your, your grinder has to be a burr grinder. Is that still, is that still correct? You want a burr Uh, grinder? Does it matter? uh,
1: Honestly, I don't fucking know. (laughs) A burr grinder? Is that, burr grinder is it, is it be is the blades that no, we referring to? No, it's not to? the
0: blades. Like and that was what I was told. Is like the blades will will if you use if you get like a cheap grinder that uses blades, then the blades will actually heat up, which are like slightly like heating up the beans as they grind them, which is well, a no.
1: I know we have a burr grinder for the pour over stuff at the shop.
0: Okay, it's a yeah, bit, yeah.
1: it's a big industrial one. You, yeah. it's like the hopper is massive. It looks like a cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, but. I I think my my uh, grinder is a burr grinder, but I'm using it. I turn it on. I'm using it maybe four times a day max. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, every time I every time I take my beans out of it, or yeah. when the beans are done, I'll take off the burr. I'll clean it out. So you know, I've had some jams, and it's not fun. You get yeah. you get a bad you get a bad espresso bean that's like <laughs> a rock. Yeah, it's not fun, and it tastes like shit. So yeah,
0: wait. So do do you know like I'm here in New York? Do you know? like the the go-to like roaster in new york or you just like
1: um shit man honestly i guess what i mean
0: like different cities in general like or you just like you know your yeah i mean
1: here's i have this there's this really cool app that i have it's like the yelp coffee um no i'm not kidding dude it's awesome especially when you're in a pinch yeah um it's they do like really boutique coffee shops like You know, that's how I found out about Bluestone. I mean, it's not boutique. It's still a franchise, but it's good enough. Right. But there are usually a lot of, um, smaller mom and pop stops and I'll send you, I'll send you that uh, app. I forgot what it's called, but it's like, it's weird. I haven't used it in like a fucking year. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I don't, hopefully that it's still half the places are still up, you know, um, it's been fun, man. Like I really, really enjoyed coffee. It's like, not just coffee, like weird, small stuff like that. It yeah. keeps your mind doing proactive stuff to keep you busy, to learn about it, to read about it. It's very easy to sit behind your computer all day and watch YouTube videos. Yeah. It's very easy to do that. you know. So just to keep my mind at ease and being able to look forward to something in the morning, yeah. and then that can lead into something else. And yeah small small things small
0: things yeah um I, I i took up all your time talking about all this stuff i do want to know i do want to know i mean i'm happy i did but i i do want to <laughs> know like yeah you did like you you mentioned like you had like new music out now and yeah um how has it been like do you are you like locking yourself in the studio a little bit and then going back and making coffee and playing with legos and and just kind of spreading out your time or
1: unfortunately yes i do that all day long i have have scoliosis from sitting in a chair for too long um uh i'm 30 years old now and i told myself that i was very unhealthy at like 28 yeah i was touring i was like eating shitty i wasn't exercising i lost a bunch of weight because i wasn't eating enough when i was on the road it's hard yeah you know staying up late getting on early plane flights and grind 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 so um I told myself once I turned 30, yeah. um, I was going to be the healthiest I've ever been. And I've been able to achieve that, which is awesome. So, you know, I always, I never get into the studio until I exercise because <laughs> I know that I could be sitting there all day. Yeah, And then I, my endorphins, when I, you know, go and work out, my whole entire day changes if I go work out. Yeah. Like My body doesn't feel like I'm a mopey mess, you know, I'll get in my studio, I'll sit there and I won't feel depressed knowing that i should be outside or something right. so i always tell a lot of artists that like there's a couple like will sparks reed stefan um joel curry all these guys are like uberly in the fitness because yeah. they know how important it is especially when you're sitting in front i mean i'm sitting in a chair right now that it's killing yeah. <laughs> my back but i don't notice that because yeah. i'm preoccupied doing something else so yeah um yeah definitely sitting in the studio all day making music i got my next record coming out on Armada is called night ends. Um, great vocal. It's with a girl named Raphael. She's just finished that record with MK. Okay. Um, and then she had that record with MK and Sonny forgot his name. Yeah. That's oh, right. Um, yeah, he, she great vocal. I <laughs> love yeah. the records. It's kind of crossovery. Um, yeah. but I honestly cannot wait to start making club music again. Like I, yeah fucking thriving to make club music because when i know i can make club music again that means i'm touring yeah you know so <laughs> well, i
0: was gonna say I, I mean you mentioned it way 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 earlier but i guess have you shifted like what you're aiming for and and not necessarily like club bangers and trying to get something that's a little bit more
1: lean uh, back or you know crossover? what it's been it's been kind of it's been kind of weird too because i had this conversation with someone earlier today which is funny he he's living in Asia right now and him and I kind of went down this rabbit hole of what's relevant and what's not. And, you know, making club music is fun, but when you have no clubs to make music for, it's weird. Yeah. So that kind of always relates to these labels releasing music. Right. So when I send them club music that let's just say there's, there's no such thing as COVID, you know, I was able to send them club music. Oh yeah. Let's sign this, you know, cool. And that next month release, it could be a fucking hit. Yeah. But if it's a club music hit, the labels don't give a shit. They won't release it because yeah. it doesn't make them money on the back end. Right. Unfortunately, Fortunately, people want that like weird Medusa yeah. style, like boo, 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 yeah. low vocal. <laughs> it's very radio yeah. friendly. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't work when you play it live, but guess what? Yeah. Who gives a shit because there's no live music. Right. played. So yeah. when you pitch, when you pitch these A&Rs, It's so funny, dude. Like I set all of my like party till we die style records, big chanty vocals, you know, very memorable records. Yeah. I sent them to my guy in Asia and he's like, Oh God, these are incredible. Yeah. But then I'll send them to someone in the States and they're like, what are we living in 2013? (laughs) It's just, everything is so ass backwards right now. And all I, all I can say to anyone that's a producer or something listening to this, it's like, who, you could give a fuck of what you're making. Don't go with the trend because if you go with the trend, by the time it comes out, you're going to be fucking forgotten about. Yeah. Like Medusa came up with that sound. Shit. Two years ago. And the records are coming out, you know, slotted by slotted, like that Emma yeah. Breck, the Emma I- Breck kid. Yeah. yeah. Who made the, ro- made the TikTok roses remix. Yeah. Came out of nowhere with that like weird Brazilian slappy bass sound. Yeah. I wouldn't be fucking caught dead making that shit because yeah. that would just make me look like a bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, labels want that because it streams really well. Right, yeah. You see the you see the hamster wheel yeah. paradox here that we're in? Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say
0: too, I mean, especially as you're talking to people in Asia who have almost like, I feel like the only good f- that you can look at that right now is... You can see how they're reopening and their clubs are reopening. You can see what the trend is going to aim towards, and my curiosity is really around once things start reopening in the states and things. I don't know. It, I, I don't even like to use the term "going back to normal" because I don't. I don't think there's a going back. It's it's more of like what a new normal might be. But mm-hmm. are people just going to be like, I've been pent up for a year and a half, and I need to go out, and now like are clubs going to become more popular or are people are going to lean back a little bit? Cause they're like, I'm afraid to go into crowded rooms right now. And is it going to take a little bit longer to pick up or like what is happening um, in Asia?
1: It's, it's really bizarre. I, I was lucky enough to, um, I, I know that the vaccine for me is very, um, uh, it's a responsible thing to get because yeah. I'm touring, I'm going to shows and yeah, I, if I don't get the vaccine, I probably won't be able to go tour internationally. Right. Let's be, let's be real. So yeah. You know, to all those people that are like anti-vaccines, I fucking sorry I did yeah. my job. You know, um, I want to. I want to keep a hat roof over my fucking. Yeah. and Keep making es- and keep making espressos. So, um, I think that once the vaccine rolls out to the capacity where they're saying it's going to roll out, honestly, already having some shows in different states, people want to fucking rage. Yeah. And the funny, Tommy. The funny thing about all of this is, I played a few shows i've played like a car rave with dioro yeah. i've been able to play some random private parties i've been able to play some uh shows in austin texas north carolina coming up miami yeah everyone wants to hear the shit that they missed hearing so like the progressive house stuff yeah. so like su- reload swedish house mafia yeah you yeah. know a they want to hear that like Avicii shit. The stuff that they're familiar like, oh my god, I missed the good time.
0: Right. It's the little blanket. It's the warm fuzzy blanket
1: no one wants to hear fucking dubstep. No yeah. one wants to hear like aggressive yeah. head banging shit. Yeah. Because that was like the generation before COVID. That was yeah. like what you see these kids that were popping up out of nowhere, like the head bangers, like, yeah, those were all, those were all the 16 year old kids going to raves with fake yeah. IDs and being able to take a bunch of drugs and fucking head bang. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, that's already gone. Yeah. It's fucking wild. So like yeah. the genre switch, no one knows where it's going to go, but I could tell you that the stapled names, you know, the, the big classic feel good songs, you know, the yeah. Galantises, yeah. The, the, you know, Alessos, the, you know, the fucking Axwells. Yeah. That stuff is still going to be relevant. Yeah. Always. Because they are, I mean, I was just listening to, um. Do you remember when Coldplay released Paradise? Yeah. Remember that record? Yeah. Do you remember works. when they released a remix pack and Fannie Grande did, did that remix? Yep. Man, I listened to that yesterday. I'm like, <laughs> this is the first time I've gotten like goosebumps on my, like I'm getting yeah. goosebumps thinking about that song. Like those were, that's the, the era that I came up with. Yeah. Like, yeah. really good chord progressions, really amazing vocals, yeah. stuff that made you feel good. Yeah. That shit hopefully will come back, but like making house music and standing there and doing this. Like, yeah. 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 I get it. It's for, it's for certain people. And it's the older generation loves that. Like going to a, you know, nice Ibiza style party or yeah. going and seeing Chris Lake and being able to like waddle around and dance. <laughs> Fine. That's your scene. Yeah. But when it comes down to the comfortability levels of a lot of kids in my generation, they want to hear the stuff that they're familiar with. Yeah. And that's, that's the progressive house, big room shit.
0: Yeah. It, it's funny. It's, it's like older, like, or like um, you mentioned like a, like a Vici. It's like, we're going back to like levels, you know, it's, it's going like way, way back to like, and maybe that's it. Is, is the secret sauce now just like, go, go back to like 2013, find, find a track and then just make a remix of it. That doesn't take you too far away from it. And that's, that's your new, you know, secret sauce for, for 2021.
1: You know, it's, it's crazy too. Like it's fun to always produce different styles of music. Yeah. I like it. It's fun. I do hip hop, you know, I'll make alternative style music. I'll do big room. I'll do like current relevant UK house shit, Medusa style stuff. And I'll like sell it to people or, you know, it's fun to always keep your brain. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Or, Oh yeah. Let me try that. Let me see how easy it is. But yeah. it always comes down to the vocal, man. Yeah. It's all about the top. It's all about the top line. You can have the most basic ass song, yeah. but the person, excuse me, the person that I always look up to Mr. Calvin Harris, that yeah. dude, you go in his discography, you go on a Spotify, you're like, Oh, this is called timeless classic. Yeah, <laughs> these are like you go back to when uh, uh like the motion album when he had like yeah. Florence and I want to say Florence and Machine. Yep. No, that was what was that? What was the album when he had Feel so oh, close like that? Uh, album? Was,
0: I, I can see it in my. It's it's the one when he has the uh like the He's sitting in front of
1: a brick wall on the street.
0: Oh, yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I get him confused. I've, I've listened to the 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 um, sweet nothing over and over and over again during this. Like just to get myself out of like ah oh, shit. Yeah, remember those times. Remember like. Early Calvin Harris. This is my fucking point right
1: here. It's like you're sitting here and going, oh man, those are the times like ultra Miami 2013. (laughs) Wow. And that was only fucking eight years ago. I mean, it sounds like a long time ago. No, you're right. right. Like those are the moments, you know, I remember sitting there with, you know, Geronimo and liquid Todd playing my first ever set on the worldwide stage and sitting there going, Wow, yeah. you know that was fun. I got to make people like cry and shit playing like house music. But the,
0: the album was eighteen months, and it way out. It was the one where he's sitting on the. Uh, I was thinking yep. I created disco, which is gotcha. two thousand seven, which is like very very early Calvin.
1: That was the fly eye stuff. Yes, yeah. the fly eye. Yeah, yeah. He I, I've, Calvin Harris is just the, he's the, he is yeah. he is the OG of dance music. Like yeah. that guy, he's at that point where uh, my buddy and I were talking. My buddy and I were just like, we're like that motherfucker could do whatever the fuck he wants because <laughs> he has so many songs that are just turning and burning yeah. that were so popular. I mean, when he released that song with Rihanna with disciples record, yeah. the Sam Smith, you know, rag and bones, all those yeah. big records, all dance stuff. He'll come out with like, like summer yeah, solo record. It was yep. like a tame Impala thing. He just stamped his dick on the table. Like, let me just make a huge <laughs> dance anthem and be able to fucking get a billion views off of progressive house song. Like that's some baller <laughs> shit you know he's 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 killing it dude yeah
0: but it's it's still hanging on it's still hanging out after all these years and and then to that point is that who everyone's gonna start to look to go see when everything
1: why not yeah fuck yeah (laughs) you know like fuck i will go spend money to go see calvin harris play 18 of his old ass songs i don't give a shit you know you know who i won't go see someone that goes and plays dubstep for fucking an hour (laughs) yeah
0: Dude, can I tell you, you know, it's really funny. I, I I was, I was asking for this for years. Um, and then it, it would, it wasn't until, uh, uh, I guess. Yeah. Recently, like I was just like, I just want, I want to hear new stuff from pendulum. Right. Like, I just want, oh, I want to hear more pendulum percent.
1: Well, he's worked uh, homeboys working with, uh, he's done a couple, uh, dead mouse records. Uh, yeah. Whatever his name is, the singer. Fuck. Uh, uh, oh God, it's such a basic name too. I'm I'm gonna piss me off. Look like, at me one second. But he did he did monophobia with 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 Joel in the last couple of months. It's uh, Rob Swire. Rob Swire. Yeah. Rob Swire.
0: Uh, I, I, yeah, and that's the thing too is that, yeah because he, he, he uh, but like. Rob Swire's voice is like the <laughs> like the vocal because because of the stuff with Knife Party, because of the stuff with Pendulum, because of the Dead Mouse tracks. Like it, it's, I'm just like, yeah, man. Like I, like that's he has like a, the voice for that time period that you're talking about too. That just like locks in my brain. So it's like they dropped a, I think he dropped a new track recently, and just to hear like Rob Swire's voice again on something new, but like that, that familiar voice enough that I was like, ah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been looking for. That's what I need right now.
1: Dude. I remember growing up on ghosts and stuff. I remember watching AM play right after Joel at hard 2010 or some shit. Yeah. And was like, what is this style of music? You know? So (laughs) I love it, man. It's, uh, it's going to be a a bizarre year. It's going to be, um, hopefully that people, Will have still the same amount of respect as when music comes out. And there's, yeah. I remember the, I remember the, I'm going to end on this, but I remember the years of watching ID tracks on YouTube. You know, typing in like Alesso so and trying yeah. to find that that ID that he played at the night before at some random club in fucking Austria or some shit. Yeah, that's when music was like, what is this sound and yeah. how can I make it? Yeah. Nowadays it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me just go on a let me just go on beatport and see what what's yeah. hot and and download a sample pack and make the same shit. It my, sucks, but yeah. it is what it is. It's my like biggest consumer consumers at its finest. My biggest regret
0: and and it all comes and this is this was like to tie it all together felt like an end of an era at the time and it was um, biggest regret was uh, I I was at I was working at SiriusXM and someone said hey you want to go uh, see Swedish House Mafia at MSG. And I was oh, like, oh, God.
1: Oh, and I, I know what, what, how, what? <laughs> Dude, I remember watching the fucking live stream of that. This is when live stream was like new yeah. for EDM. Yeah. And when they played, oh, God, that Narnia Milani song, Adam. Oh, yeah. that was, I was sitting there as like a young producer going, yeah. every moment of that, like the lighting, just yeah. like everything about that show was just, that is Swedish House Month. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I didn't get to go. And I, and I sat watching it at home on the live stream and I was kicking myself while watching the live stream at the same time as you. And it's being like, why didn't I go? And then, I mean, I, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) biggest regret. Um, I mean, Hey, it it is what it is. You know, you'll see it. Hopefully it'll come back and do this like magical tour. Like they've always said (laughs) to do, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Wasn't that supposed to be Coachella last year? Wasn't that what it was? Or was that, but
1: But, yeah, sweet house mafia yeah i I saw him at coachella 2012 or 2013 when they were at coachella yeah when they did the laser show yeah best moment (laughs) in the history of my life i was standing middle crowd and it was like oh
0: yeah uh dude uh yeah i i'm way over on time but thank you so much for uh talking to me and teaching me about coffee and and bringing me back to that that those years that was that was that was those are my years too so for what it's worth we get to we get to share that but uh yeah it's been a lot of fun
1: anytime bro anytime of course man thank you for having me appreciate it
0: Such fun talking to that guy. Uh, One of the most fun interviews I think we've had on this podcast. Thank you to Mac J. Uh, Thank you to the team at Armada for helping set that up. Thank you to my producer, Dale. Thank you to our editor, Steph. Uh, If you don't subscribe to the 128 podcast yet, go do that right now. Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tommy West. I'll see you next time.